0: What are the biggest changes to these two teams since their last meeting? Plus, we are going to lay out our keys to the game and our predictions ahead of the divisional round. Let's go!
1: You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's up, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On bucks, at Jay Yarko underscore bucks, at D Harrison 82, and at Bucks underscore nation. David, obviously, the first thing we need to talk about is the fact that Josh McCown is interviewing for the Houston Texans job.
1: That's the thing that happened. It is. That, uh, we don't need to talk about right now. Um, Moving on. What we are going to talk about, though, is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Los Angeles Rams this weekend for the divisional round of the 2021-2022 NFL playoffs. And uh, you guys might have heard, but there are some differences between these two teams since the last time they saw each other. Of course, in week three, the Los Angeles Rams hosted the Buccaneers, defeated them 34-24. to Although the score kind of makes it seem a little bit closer than it really was, considering the fact that a late touchdown by Giovanni Bernard made it a 10-point game. Before that, obviously, a 17-point game. So not a good outing for the Buccaneers in that game. A lot of has been said this week. James Tom Brady was asked about it. Todd Bowles, obviously Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich about the differences. There's a lot of differences, but there's also a lot of similarities. So at the end of the day, these two teams are constructed to attack people the way that these coaching staffs want to attack people. But for the Buccaneers, gone from the first time, right? So you already have a loss to, to look at, but you're also now missing certain players, most notably wide receiver Chris Godwin, obviously lost to the, for the season with an ACL injury. Not going to be in this game. Antonio Brown, not on the roster, didn't play in week three anyway, so he already wasn't there. Uh, so again, not, not a change in that one, but worth mentioning. Tristan Wirfs, uh, his, his status is up in the air, didn't practice again. On Thursday, so we'll have to keep an eye out for his final disposition moving forward. Ryan Jensen, his status also technically up in the air. I kind of feel like he's gonna play him. Mean, he finished the game nice. in the wild card round. I don't see why he doesn't play in this one unless he's you know experienced a setback, which doesn't appear that he did. For what it's worth, Chris Godwin in that week three matchup, six catches, seventy-four yards, a rushing touchdown was the second leading receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So as they try to come into this game, get right, Mike Evans talking about how much he welcomes playing teams in the playoffs that they lost to in the regular season, they're already missing their second leading receiver from a losing effort. uh, Which loss in, in that group really stands out the most for you?
0: uh i think obviously if he doesn't play the biggest loss is going to be tristan worse we've seen the bucks overcome the loss of chris godwin and while that's a huge blow chris godwin's a number one receiver on probably 20 of the 32 nfl teams uh maybe even a little bit more it's just kind of the first number that popped in my head uh you know that's huge but the buccaneers have found a way to keep this offense moving keep scoring points But if you lose Tristan Wirfs against this Rams pass rush, that's going to be a huge, huge blow. So I think Tristan Wirfs obviously would be the biggest loss for the Bucs. But let's flip it over and let's talk about some players that they are adding for this matchup that weren't there for week three. Let's start with guys that were already on the roster. You have Sean Murphy Bunting, who... He was upgraded to a a limited participant in practice on Thursday. Looks like he could be on track to return from that hamstring injury and play this week. He didn't play in week three. Jason Pierre-Paul didn't make the flight to Los Angeles. He didn't play in that first game. Cyril Grayson, maybe maybe he'll get an opportunity to play. He's still trying to overcome the hamstring injury as well. But then you also have the additions of Brashad Perryman, John Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. So the the Buccaneers are coming in with some new players of their own but I mean David the biggest addition I know who I who I think is is the biggest addition out of that group for the Buccaneers this time around but but what are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I mean I think JPP obviously has to be a candidate to be the biggest the biggest addition from the last game just because he brings that veteran presence, that playoff presence. Jason Pierre-Paul still to this day has not lost in the postseason. Like this man has literally never lost. Uh, in the postseason, he's doing things that the Ball Brothers wish they could be doing. Brashad um, Perryman, I think, is a very close second, to be honest with you. Cyril Grayson could be on that list, too, but it's just it's too up in the air on whether or not he's going to be back. I know he was he was right. at practice on Thursday, but he still had that hamstring wrapped. Wasn't really doing a lot. So it seems a little iffy uh, that he might be able to play. But Brashad Perryman, with his experience with Tom Brady, with the system. Well, now with Tom Brady, but with the system from his time with the team before he's shown up in some really clutch areas. And uh, John Brown is is a sneaky a sneaky guy to keep an eye on as the Buccaneers look for an advantage in this weekend's game. And then you flip it over to the Rams side of things. Their additions they they feel a little bit bigger. I think than the Buccaneers' additions, unfortunately, but you got Odell Beckham Jr. joining the Rams since last time they saw them. Von Miller joining the Rams, and and all the talk in Los Angeles is how Von Miller is finally starting to kind of click within that defense and really get his role, which is terrible timing for the Buccaneers. Cam Akers. I know we got a lot of Florida State fans, but in this in this situation, if you're a Florida State Bucs fan, you can't be happy to see Cam Akers coming back. Not only coming back, but looking really good in that wild card game. And then Eric Weddle, who you know uh, to, to use Travis Rogers, they had to, they had to pull the mothballs off of Eric Weddle to get him on the field. But he's out there. He's a veteran. He's got experience. He's one more week into his return to the field. So uh, those additions, James. I don't know which one scares you the most. It's Von Miller. 100% yeah. it's it's
0: Von Miller in my opinion and and yeah as as Travis said on the uh on the crossover you've seen Von Miller get more and more comfortable as the weeks have gone on and now he's pretty much fully integrated into this defense he knows what he's supposed to be doing and and he's doing it very very well so you you, know, you still have Leonard Floyd you still have Aaron Donald Von Miller is the guy that worries me the most out of those additions um as far as players that they've lost two wide receivers compared to week three, Robert Woods, who is out, and then Deshaun Jackson. He was the leading receiver in the game uh, in week three with 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then Jordan Fuller on the back end of that defense. So, you know, those, are, those aren't those are small names by any means either. So mm-hmm. the Rams added, you know, bigger names, but they also probably lost bigger names uh, when all is said and done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at that list of losses for the Rams, I think Deshaun Jackson, you know, again, leading receiver in week three has to kind of jump off that page, but really I think it's Jordan Fuller because this Rams secondary already not playing with the best unit, you know, in the National Football League. So to lose one of their better players in that secondary to an injury is obviously going to be problematic. You kind of degrade that unit a little bit more, whereas Robert Woods and Deshaun Jackson were already kind of second, third fiddles on that offense anyway. And I think what we've seen from the Buccaneers offense, so like you lose Chris Godwin, that obviously hurts. You lose AB, that obviously hurts. But kind of as long as you have Mike Evans out there, you always have a fighting chance. So I think for the Rams offense, as long as you got Cooper Cup on the field, you've got a fighting chance. So I think Jordan Fuller actually, uh, from a holistic standpoint, kind of impacts things more for the Rams.
0: Yeah, and I know a lot of Rams Fans were were upset in the YouTube comments from the episode I did with Evan that, you know, the Bucs haven't seen Odell Beckham Jr. Well, I kind of take a look at this. You can make the argument that it's almost a net loss when you take a look at the addition of Odell Beckham Jr., but you lose Robert Woods and Deshaun Jackson. So Odell's going to have his impact, but given how the first game worked out, losing Deshaun Jackson and, and Robert Woods, I think is going to be a, a huge mark on this game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So some big differences between the Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams from the last time they saw each other to this time. And you know what else is different out there from week three of the regular season to now? Gas prices. And uh, unfortunately, that's not a very good thing either. But I've got an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. And it's the GetUpside app. Our listeners are making up $0.25 off of every gallon in cash back every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use a promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use a promo code Touchdown to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account, and then you can cash out anytime you want to your bank account, PayPal, or use it for an e-gift card to Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents, up to 50 cents per gallon back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free Get Upside app. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs
0: and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts.
1: Thanks for making the Locked on Bucks podcast first listen or your first view every single day. A big announcement here at the network. The Peacock and Williamson NFL Show podcast is going on the road to Los Angeles for super week. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show today to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms. James, moving into our keys to victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week against the Los Angeles Rams. On the crossover with Travis Rogers of the Locked on Rams podcast, I mentioned pass rush, right? I mentioned getting pressure on Matthew Stafford, but also another layer to this. I get two cracks at the keys. So I'm going to go with the passing game on the Buccaneers side of things. The Rams are allowing the highest completion percentage over the middle on short passes in the NFL this season. And they're allowing almost eight yards per completion, again, on short passes over the middle, which I think ranks, if I remember correctly, about 28th in the National Football League nearly 70% of short passes on the perimeter. So on the left or the right of the field are also being completed. So what this means is use the short passing game to your advantage. If you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what that will do additionally to not just having high completion rates and, and yardage and all that stuff and keep you on schedule and not for nothing, but the short passing game, what do they always say? It's an extension of the run game bleeds the clock a little bit, extends the drives a little bit, but also negates that pass rush. If Von Miller can't get to Tom Brady before the ball is loose, Von Miller can't sack Tom Brady. If Aaron Donald, same thing, right? So pick your spots, use the short area of the field, use the middle of the field, especially in the short area, and then pick your time. Watch that secondary, see when they start to creep up, see when they start to bite on certain routes. And when they do, hit them with a double move, hit them with an unexpected post or whatever, or wheel right out of the backfield and punish them. Once you see they're overcompensating for you exploiting their weaknesses. Yeah, there's
0: no question. You, you can use the pass rush against them, right? Tom Brady was getting the ball out of his hands in less than two and a half seconds against the Philadelphia Eagles. So if, if you have that safety valve, that dump off to if Leonard Fournette plays, if you have geo out there, if you're using Le'Veon Bell, if you're using Scotty Miller or John Brown, those, sh- those small, quick receivers and he can get the ball out of his hands, get it moving. Um, uh, you know, you're gonna free up those runners in in the you know second and third levels of the defense because everyone's gonna be pinning their ears back trying to get at Tom Brady. So you're 100 percent right. You you have to be able to, you know, get the ball out of your hands quickly and and use the Rams strength almost to turn it into a weakness. Uh, my big key for this one, David, is don't Beat yourself. I went back and I rewatched the game and I couldn't believe, you know, I had forgotten at this point and I was talking to you about it. Um, You remembered much better than I did, but I couldn't believe how many times the Buccaneers were just shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over and over. They had seven penalties for 41 yards. You know, you compare that to the Rams who had one penalty for four yards. Granted, they got away with some stuff, but I'm not going to get into that. And then they allowed 10 out of 15 third downs to be converted by the Rams. So only two of those, it seemed like a lot more than that. Only two of those were on third and five or longer. You take a look at what at what the Buccaneers did on third down, they were six of 13, one of two on fourth down. Uh, yeah. But they were they were shooting themselves in the foot at at key moments. You get... A a huge 20-yard play to Chris Godwin called back because Gronk is called for offensive pass interference on a pick play. Now, granted, Cooper Cup scored a touchdown on a a pick that was set up for him by Robert Woods, but you cannot beat yourself. The Bucs team, this Bucs team, can beat the Rams. There's no question about it. They Mm -hmm. just can't beat themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you look at it across across spectrum things, right? And every single Buccaneers loss... Uh, really, I mean, honestly, really since Tom Brady's gotten here and again, nobody can be perfect 100 percent of the time, but and every Buccaneers loss, you can point to certain things that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers either did or didn't do that essentially put themselves in position to be upset or to be defeated in the situation they were in. And you go back to the the lack of pressure on Matthew Stafford. Uh, and again, in that first game, they just had the one sack four pressures. Um, When you look at the Los Angeles Rams, how do you make them uncomfortable? How do you get the bad Matthew Stafford out of him, uh, out of the quarterback position? In their five losses this season, James, 14 times Matt Stafford got sacked. That's an average of 2.8 times per game. And to be completely honest with you, in one of those losses, he actually didn't get sacked at all. It was early in the season, so you still have Matt Stafford kind of getting fluid with with the Rams. But once you get into the middle part of the season and into the latter part of the season, almost three sacks or more per game in games that the Rams lost. And there's 12 wins. Matthew Stafford was sacked less than one and a half times per game on average. So the blueprint is pretty clear. That's a pretty big decision between three or so sacks per game in losses and less than one and a half in wins. You have to put pressure on Matt Stafford. And that's going to be the challenge for Todd Bowles in that defense is how do you manufacture it if you can't get it organically? Because you have to find a way. And, and honestly, just kind of pops my head a little bit here. Mike Edwards might be one of the keys to unlocking that pass rush if they can't get there organically with their front seven. Yeah, no doubt about it.
0: Uh, you know, the, the Bucks are – Todd Ball's going to have to be creative, and he's going to have to get those safeties uh, involved because that Bucks pass rush certainly is going to need a boost compared to week three, and something that I turn to when I need a boost is Built Bars. Built Bars, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar because unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or just taste plain awful – Built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most of them contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You compare that to your standard, normal, everyday candy bar. That's about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. So get rid of the candy stash and replace it with a box of built bars get yourself a mixed box if you don't know what flavor you like because there's all kinds of great ones like coconut almond peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel mint brownie and built is always coming out with new limited time flavors so you want to check out built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D 1 5 for 15% off at built. Wrapping things up here on a divisional round preview edition of the Locked On a Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. David, we have some extra time. Let's jump over to the voicemail line.
1: Hey, James and David. This is Kendall out of Orinda,
0: California again. Just listening to the current episode. Today is what, uh, Wednesday? I'm hearing people worried about if Christian Wurfs is going to be okay. What are we going to do? If Jensen should be back? People were just really scared when Chase Young last year said, I want Tom, bring on Tom. And what happened? He didn't get to Brady because we had Gronk and we still have Gronk. So my thought is, If they really need help on that side, they could put Gronk there and still use Cam Braid And O.J. Howard do have those tight ends to run around and do their thing. I think we'll be fine if Tristan Wirfs is not 100% or Josh Wells is in. I think we'll get that help from Gronk. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Have a good one. Kendall. thank you very much for the call. It is appreciated. Um... I I do remember some of the fan base thinking Tom Brady was going to be murdered by Chase Young because they still found any and every reason to hate on Donovan Smith that they could. Um, But I'm going to disagree with your assessment in this. I'm not using Rob Gronkowski to stay in and help block. OJ Howard can do that just fine. You can bring in. Uh, Aaron Stinney and and kind of shift the entire line over. If you want to make Josh Wells an, an eligible receiver every play and just use him as like an extra blocking, and you you can find other ways to do it. I'm not taking Rob Gronkowski away from being a pass catching option to help block in this game. I won't do it.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. And I had a conversation with some Bucks fans earlier on uh, on Thursday about this very topic. And you know, I, I promise you that the Buccaneers are doing a lot of different things in the practice sessions that are not available to the media. You have to remember there's a portion of practice that's available to media that's mostly warm up stretches, maybe some one-on-ones you're not seeing a lot of scheme specific stuff. And then in the portion that's not available, that's where they're doing their install and that's where they're kind of making their tweaks. And I promise you they've, they've looked at Aaron Stinney at right guard at right tackle. They've looked at Alex Kappa at right guard at right tackle. You know what I mean? And Josh Wells, same thing. Like, And I would much rather, just like James said, I'd much rather either have Josh Wells be active or uh, be uh, eligible or Aaron Stinney or OJ Howard be used as a blocker than taking Rob Gronkowski off the field uh, for the exact reason about to talk about, because Rob Gronkowski James is my player of the game for this divisional round matchup. Listen, Gronk got injured in the, in the game against the Los Angeles Rams. And a lot of people might remember it a little bit differently and be like, Oh, well the game was already over before Rob Gronkowski got injured. He had three catches for 47 yards. On the catch or on, on the drive that he got injured on, the Buccaneers scored touchdown, and the game was 21-14 to 14 in the third quarter. So you're only down a touchdown. After he came back, tried to tough it out through that injury. I'm sure he got a shot of something to numb the pain. One catch for eight yards on four targets after that. The three catches he had before the injury were on four targets. So Brady and Gronk were humming a little bit during that stretch, and you saw them try to go back to Gronk a lot when he came back, but he just wasn't the same guy. Uh, they end up losing that uh, that that game to the Los Angeles Rams. But when you look at what Rob Gronkowski brings to the field, you look at how he plays against this defense, it's undeniable that you need Rob out there catching passes, not blocking pass rushers.
0: Absolutely, and I, I love that pick. For my predictive player of the game, I'm going Jordan Whitehead. Jordan Whitehead has been on a different level for about the past month, and, and I think his versatility is going to be utilized this Sunday, they're going to drop him in coverage. They are going to blitz him. They are going to have him up, crashing the box, almost as an, as an additional linebacker. And Jordan Whitehead has just flown all over the place. He's making tackles for loss. He's creating plays. He's getting into the backfield. That's what I want to see out of Jordan Whitehead this weekend. That's what I need to see out of Jordan Whitehead this weekend, and it rolls directly into my bold prediction. David, you talked about it in the last segment, how important it is to get to Matthew Stafford and how the Rams do based on when he's sacked versus when he's not sacked. The Bucks didn't get to him in that first game. They didn't take the ball away in that first game. They have a, a second year in a row where they can avenge a loss from the regular season and do it on the back of the defense. Give me four sacks of Matthew Stafford and two takeaways by this Buccaneers defense. By the way, both of those takeaways will directly or indirectly lead to a Buccaneers touchdown. So two takeaways, 14 points off turnovers for this Bucs defense, and they're going to hit Stafford four times.
1: I absolutely love it. And listen, those two touchdowns could go with my bold prediction, which is a little extra bold this weekend. It's not OJ Howard getting two touchdowns. Don't worry about that, guys. But we talked about this a little earlier, James, about like how often we're right on our bold predictions. And, and I mentioned sometimes we go a little extra bold just, just for the fun of it a little bit. My bold prediction may not even play on Sunday. And that's that's where this gets bold. I'm talking about John Brown. The wide here, Look, he was he was added to the practice squad last week. Uh, wasn't obviously. He was still on the practice squad when the game was played. This week, he's been protected. Typically, that means he's going to be elevated to the quote unquote active roster. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be active for the game. However, he could still be listed among the inactives. But when you look at what the Buccaneers got going on, Cyril Grayson Jr. does not look like he's coming back. Um, Tyler Johnson has not been in sync with with Tom Brady. And, you know, the Rams are basically going to expect a heavy dose of Gronk. So you're going to need some weapons on the perimeter. Scotty Miller has the good, you know, he's been doing good in the running game. He's been doing good in the deep. It's the in-between. It's, it's the in-between the line of scrimmage and 40 yards downfield that Scotty really kind of struggles a little bit. John Brown can fill that gap a little bit. So I feel like he's going to be active. And I'm going two touchdowns for John Brown in oh. this divisional round game. Before we get to our bowl predictions, James, let's hear from one more member of Bucks Nation. Hello, this is Anthony from California, and uh, I'm calling in about the Rams game because the tone I'm getting is we might beat them, we might not beat them, but I don't know about you guys, but I am very optimistic. Need I remind you, with a healthy defense, we went and beat Washington at their home. To New Orleans, Drew Brees' final game, and beat them at their home to Green Bay, and we beat him at his own home. And then we went in the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs. You know, this team is an underdog of sorts, even though we won the Super Bowl. So I have no doubt in my mind with a healthy defense, we are going to beat the Rams. I don't think it's going to be by 20. I, this is a game that I think we win by 10. That's, that's the mentality that I have. That's the mentality that I think... The Bucks have. This is not something that's going to be an easy game to win, but at the same time, too, I think people are giving the Rams a lot of credit. Fire the cannons! Have a good day, guys.
0: Rams, hams, Bama, lamb
1: don't matter. Bucks by twenty. Listen, Anthony, we appreciate the call and we appreciate the confidence. Uh, th- this happens in media a lot, right? With with uh, with, with uh, con- content consumers. Like it's 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 a weird kind of dynamic where it's like if you say something positive about one side of a contest, you're automatically saying something negative about the other side of the context. That's not at all what we're saying, Anthony, uh, and anybody else who's thinking along the same lines. Just because we're talking about the Rams being a good team, being dangerous, having a good pass rush, a good offense, doesn't mean we don't think the Buccaneers are going to win or can win. Obviously, we think the Buccaneers can win. They're the best team in the NFC and in, in the NFL playoffs right now. We've said that, James, time after time after time. How many times have we said? the only team that can take the buccaneers out of this thing is the buccaneers but let's be real the, the los angeles rams team that we're about to see better than the washington football team t- that we that we saw last year better than the new orleans saints team that you saw last year better than the green bay team that you saw last year better than the kansas city chiefs team that you saw last year i would argue better than the philadelphia eagles team we just saw in the wild card round and better than any other nfc team in the playoffs still outside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is why your key to victory is don't beat yourself, right? And you go back to that Rams game, there's a lot of things that the Buccaneers did to derail themselves. Uh, I had the crossover with Sosa Kermenges, the host of the Locked On Rams uh, podcast at the time, and I told him it seemed like the Rams, every time they came up against an opponent, whether it was the Bucs, the Colts, the Bears before them, the opponent found a way to derail themselves before the Rams found a way. And Sosa agreed with me at that point in time. Now, we haven't talked, obviously, since... The rest of the season, now there's a new host, Travis Rogers, and I'm not going to go back and visit week three. But make no mistake about it, guys. We genuinely believe the only team that can take out the Buccaneers from the playoffs is the Buccaneers. However, the best chance for that to happen is against the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. I've already been in conversation with other people. If the Buccaneers beat the Rams, they're going back to the Super Bowl. That's that's my opinion. I don't think the 49ers or the Packers can stand in their way. And honestly, I don't see another team in the AFC that can stand in the way of the Buccaneers getting a repeat. So you want to talk about confidence, there's your confidence. The best team left in the way of the Buccaneers are the Rams, but that's the team they're playing this weekend. So saying that they're the best competition for the Bucs is not saying the Bucs aren't going to win, because, James, they're favored by three points. So mm-hmm. the odds makers obviously think that the Buccaneers can win this game. I've got them winning 33-30, to 30, not cool. 10 points, but I obviously cool. feel like the Buccaneers can, can win this game as well. What do you think?
0: Well, yeah, and, and the thing is, the Rams get paid to play this game, too, and they have some great players on their team, and and yeah, 100%. I, I think the Buccaneers are overall the better football team. I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game, but this is a matchup that's scary for a lot of people because the way the Rams are built is to beat a team like the Bucks, just like the way the Bucks are built is to beat a team like the Packers, but... The Bucs aren't playing the Packers this week, and they're playing the Rams. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this one, 30 to 21. I think the defense shows up, you know, gets those takeaways, creates a short field for that offense. Brady and the offense take advantage and uh, score a couple of touchdowns. And David, I'm going to leave everybody with this: Let's not forget that every time Tom Brady has faced Matthew Stafford in the regular season, win or loss. Just every time Brady has faced Matthew Stafford in the regular season, the team that Tom Brady is on has gone on to win the Super Bowl that year. Just saying. With that, David, we are going to get out of here. So thank you to all of you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day, free and available on all platforms. We are going to be back on Monday to recap the action Hopefully it's victory Monday. Hopefully we're talking about the NFC championship. Either way, we will be here for all of you. But make your second listen to Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thank you to Kendall and Anthony for calling in. Uh if you want to call in, give your post-game reactions and takes and and all of that. Do so by giving us a shout at 813 444 5841. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.